1: Rest in this. Make a habitation in this place tonight Rest in A holy habitation, a sanctuary for you tonight Rest in Delight yourself, delight yourself you can dwell. Dwell in these hearts tonight, Lord. Draw near to us tonight, Lord. Saturate us in this place, Lord. Rivers of glory. Streams of healing, Lord. Streams of mercy, Lord, for all those who are thirsty tonight. A resting place, Lord. A resting place, Lord. Make this your resting
2: place, Lord. Just give me your heart tonight. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you.
1: We surrender our hearts, Lord. Everything that we are, we surrender now to you, Jesus. We surrender, Lord.
2: I hear a roar
1: out of Zion. I hear a cry saying send you to forth. I see dark clouds, but I see a light. I see an army of warriors. Hope is heard within. I hear a voice saying, shadow of death, Judah roars like a lion, Judah plows where the ground won't give. and the Lord will accomplish all that he has said.
3: taking some time tonight to worship the Lord and just give you guys some worship and just a little music this evening. So we're broadcasting out of Garland, Texas tonight. It's about 10.30 Central Standard Time and uh, should be joined tonight hopefully by We Country. Uh, i got another brother that might call in, uh, Roger. Uh, last night we had David or Alex on the phone and We shared for about the first hour or so. But, uh, you know, we just want to give everybody a chance to share their hearts and share their testimonies. They've got a word, you know, and we feel like it's encouraging or inspiring. We'll definitely make opportunity for that. So if you want to call in, 619-638-8458. Also, you can check out the website at www.prayerinternational.org. And just the last few days, we've actually been adding some video uploads. Uh, we're going to start doing a Sunday morning service or, you know, uh, teaching, I guess you could call it. But we're going to do some video streaming, trying to uh, fine-tune and tweak some of that over the next few days. So just pray for us. The Lord would lead us in that area. just want to uh, open up with prayer. And I uh, just want to thank those of you in the chat room tonight. And just to let you know, we're praying for you, and our prayers are going out. Looks
0: like we've got Antarctica, or Wendy, uh, brother Reno, brother Paul. So you know, praise God. Just, uh, <laughs> just reading the word
3: here, just reading through the chat room a little bit. But um, Father, we just ask, Lord, your blessings on the show tonight. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would touch every man, every woman. Every child, every teenager listening, any person, Lord God, that is within the sound of this broadcast, Lord, that you would touch them in a real and living way. Father, we just thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for our sins. Father, we thank you that we have access into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Christ. Lord, you've made a way for us to have a relationship with you. Father, you've made a way, Father, where the walls and partition are broken down, and Lord, You've opened up the windows of heaven for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor.
0: Father, bless every person tonight. Lord, bless every relationship. Father, every marriage, Lord, we just speak a blessing over it. Every parent-child relationship, Father, we just speak
3: a blessing over it tonight. Father, for those that are seeking you, those
0: that are hungry, those that are thirsty, Lord, we just ask, Father, that you would just pour out a blessing. Father, we just ask, give us ears to hear tonight. Give us eyes to
3: see from your perspective, Father. Help us to see ourselves the way that you see us. Help us to see you, Father, from from the way you, you put it out there, Lord God. And, Father, the way we interact with others, Lord, we just ask,
0: Lord, that you would give us wisdom give us understanding, and give us knowledge. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit tonight. We thank you that you're moving tonight in a powerful way. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so glory to God. Well, praise God. I'm uh, just kind of reading through the chat
3: room tonight. I don't know if we're going to be joined by Brother Paul or not. And, uh,
0: you know, tonight I was playing that song, Can These Dry Bones Live? And, uh, you know, that's actually from Ezekiel 37. I shared some of that the other night.
3: But I just felt like kind of expounding on it a little bit, talking about it. If you'll turn to Ezekiel 37,
0: uh, if you'll turn to Ezekiel 37, uh, we'll get into the, just trying to go by what's going on in the chat room here. If you guys can hear me, let me know something, and if you can't, uh, let me know that too, because I'm not really sure, I'm just kind of going by All right, so I don't know if we've got uh, volume or not. Um, If if you guys can hear me, let me know.
3: Uh, Type in something in the chat room. Let me know that uh, the volume's on
0: and that the broadcast is going forward. All right, well, anyway, so Ezekiel 37. I'm just going to keep on going. I guess we'll find out one way or another. Uh, when we listen to it later. So if you'll turn to your Bibles, Old Testament.
3: And you know, God gave Ezekiel this vision. And he kind of opened up his eyes. And he set him down in a valley. And they refer to this valley as the Valley of Dry Bones. All right, so Ezekiel
0: 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit. In the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them round about.
3: And behold, there were very many in the open valley. Lo, they were
0: very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And caused me to pass them round about. Behold, there was
3: very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry.
0: Verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know.
3: Again he said to me, prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them,
0: O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord
3: God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into
0: you, and you shall live.
3: And I will lay sinews upon you, and you I will bring you up. I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you
0: and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise.
3: and Behold, a shaking, and, a, and the bones came together. Bone to his bone. When I beheld low the sinews, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them, Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, come from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. And then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost, and we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, I have opened your graves, O my people, brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land and you shall know that I, the Lord, have
0: spoken it and shall perform it. I praise
3: God. Yeah, I was going to say, and we'll get back into this. Sorry if I was a little choppy going through Ezekiel 37. I was going by some uh, different uh, feedback in the chat room. It sounds like some people got volume, some people didn't have volume, so... I wasn't really sure if I should keep going forward or what. Uh, We're working with the new technology. So uh, if you do not have volume, refresh the page, Uh, restart, refresh, whatever you need to do and see if that does anything, and uh, then try to give me some feedback. But we're going to keep going forward with the show tonight. And uh, unless we have some callers come in uh, or call in, and then we'll go from there. So let me break down Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. I'm just going to put it like this. So here's Ezekiel, and he says, the hand of the Lord was upon him, and he carried him out in the spirit. Now listen, the vision that he had, the spiritual experience that he had, God showed him a picture of these uh, dry bones all over the desert, an exceeding great army. So he's staring at this valley full, very full of dry bones there's many of them in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. So here is the army of God, the people of God, God's men and women. And they're out
0: in the desert, pile of bones, dry, good for nothing, dead. Their hope is cut off. They're lost. And so the prophet is getting a glimpse of this. And God's
3: telling them, basically, this is the house of Israel. This is what they look like. So he asked them. Now in the natural, as he's looking at these dry bones, it looks pretty hopeless. It looks pretty sad, I'm sure.
0: But he asked them. God asked this rhetorical question. Son of man, can these bones live? And the prophet's
3: answer was, only you know, Lord. You're the one that knows. If anybody knows God, you're the one that knows. So he says, can these bones live? And you know, a lot of times when we're looking at our situation, it looks very desolate. It looks hopeless. It looks just like a pile of bones, like death formed over.
0: You know, sometimes God wants us to look into our situations with faith. And we need to respond
3: back to God. God, you know whether or not the situation can be resurrected. God, you know whether or not the situation can be turned around. God, you know. That needs to be our response. That needs to be the way we handle things. Lord, only you know. And again, verse 4, he said to me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He says, look, if you're looking at something that's
0: dead, looking at something that's hopeless, a desperate situation, Speak to it, prophesy to it,
3: declare the word of the Lord to it. And a lot of times we're looking at the death of our situation. We're looking at the dead bones laying in the desert from the heat and the circumstance and the situation. And instead of speaking and prophesying the word of the Lord to it, we just continue to to let it be the way it is. Now listen, God gave him a choice. He said prophesy to it, speak to it. Declare the word of the Lord to it. Now, he could have done
0: that, which he did, or he could have chose not to do that. Now, listen what happened. He says, Prophesy, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 5, Thus saith the Lord
3: God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. What is he saying? Look, when my word goes forth and my breath and my spirit go forth and go into something and come upon something, it's not a pile of bones anymore. I can put skin on it. I can put the muscle on it. I can put the sinews and the flesh over it.
0: All of a sudden, I'll cover it. All of a sudden, I'll breathe into it. I'll bring life into it. I see a lot of situations that we go through in life, maybe it's in our relationships, maybe it's in
3: our business and our finance realm, maybe it's in our relationship with God realm, maybe it's in areas of health, different situations, but
0: sometimes we go into it and it looks like a big pile of bones, it looks like a desperate situation. Verse 7, so this is what the prophet does. He
3: prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, listen, as he began to declare the word of the Lord, as he began to declare
0: de- de- decree and declare, Sorry. there was a noise and there was a shaking. The bones came together, bone to his bone. Listen, something happens when you begin to
3: speak and make a noise from heaven. When you begin to line up and, and there's a noise that comes out of you that lines up with what's coming out of heaven. And there's a shaking that will take place. Just like when Paul and Silas got together in the book of Acts, they were chained up, they were bound in prison, they began to pray. And it says the place was shaken. The angel of the Lord came and shook the place. And the, and the prison doors
0: were open, and the chains fell off. This is the same situation here. This is the Old Testament, though. Same deal. Here, he's making a noise. He's speaking and declaring and decreeing the word of the Lord. All of a sudden, here comes the noise. Here comes the shaking. God says he's going to shake everything that can be shaken. When I behold, lo, the sinews of the flesh
3: came upon him and the skin covered, but there was no breath in them. See, sometimes we begin to speak and declare the word of the Lord, and we see part of the situation,
0: part of it come together. We see pieces of it come together, but not the whole thing yet. And see here, this prophet was watching the skin and the flesh and the muscle and all the rest of the body form over these skeletal bones. But he made a, he didn't notice, he made a comment, there was no breath in them.
3: It wasn't alive yet. It was in process. It was in the process, but but the product wasn't finished
0: yet. See, a lot of times we're going through a process in our Christian walk. We're going through our process with God. Sometimes just
3: because we don't see the the life in it yet, we don't see any breath in it yet, we want to give up. We want to quit. Oh, yeah, we prayed for a week or two. We prayed for a month or two. We prayed for a year or two. We haven't seen life yet. We haven't seen, oh, God, when are you going to bless me? When are you going to turn this situation around? Oh, God. We haven't seen it yet.
0: It's not alive. It still looks like death. It's a little better, but not quite. Verse 9, then he said to me, prophesy unto the wind.
3: Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. See, sometimes you've got to look right into your situation. If it's not alive, you need to speak life over it. If there's no breath in it, you need to start speaking and prophesying to the wind and come bring the breath of God, the breath of the Spirit of God to breathe into it. Breathe upon that relationship. Breathe upon that job situation. Breathe upon that financial circumstance. Maybe it's an area of your health. You need
0: God to just breathe on. He says speak, prophesy, declare. So as I prophesied, verse 10, as I prophesied as he
3: commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. See, God finishes what he starts. You may be looking at your process. You may be looking at your position, your earthly position, and not your heavenly position. You may be looking at your fleshly condition, and the the areas of your life that that God hasn't breathed into yet. See, if you'll begin to declare and decree like God commands you. If you'll begin to speak. And pray. And prophesy and declare the word
0: of the Lord. All of a sudden you'll see breath come into the situation. You'll see... Exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think happen.
3: Why did he call it an exceeding great army? Because when God does something, it it exceeds.
0: It exceeds most of, the standards. Actually, all of them, because He is the standard. He does exceedingly above and beyond what we could ask or think. Verse 11, then he said, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of
3: Israel. Behold and say, our bones are dried. Our hope is lost and we are cut off for our part. See, a lot of times we feel dry. We feel weak. We feel weary. The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing because you'll you'll reap if you say not. You'll reap your harvest if you don't stop. The Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart
0: sick, but the desire comes into the tree of life. Listen, Jesus is your hope, The word of the Lord is your only hope. We are cut off from our parts. Maybe you feel cut off from God because
3: of your sins. Maybe you feel cut off from relationships because of uh decisions that you made. Well maybe it's time to make some new decisions. Maybe it's time to turn to the Lord. Maybe it's time to look to God and and look to what his word is declaring and decreeing, and you need to begin to get the word of God in your mouth and begin to speak over the death, speak over the sickness, speak over the lack, speak over the poverty, speak over the relationship, speak over your son or your daughter, whatever looks
0: like it needs a resurrection, whatever looks like it's cut off and, and dried. Listen, he says, verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold,
3: O my people, I will open your graves, and I will cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Listen, maybe your life, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. And maybe your life has caused you to be in a situation, the season of your life is a direct result of your
0: bad decisions. Or your lack of prayer and listening to God, or your lack of obedience. Listen. There's hope for you. There's hope for you. You don't have to be dry. You know how you cure dryness? You know how you cure the desert experience? You know how you bring life to something that's dead and lifeless?
3: The word of the Lord.
0: The word of the Lord Word of the Lord. The Bible says the word of the Lord is clear, giving insight to life, and that's just it. The word of the Lord is clear.
3: His words are lamps, your feet, and a light to your path. Why, why do I get stuck on this so much? You know, if you would get the word in your life. If you would allow the word to speak to you, if you would begin to read and do
0: what that word says, it'll change the situation. It'll turn things around. So whatever it is, Put the word on it. Listen, everything withers and fades, but God's word stands forever. In the book of John, verse 6, chapter 6, sorry, 63, your words are spirit and life. Hebrews 11 tells us the world's framed by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things built for. It's the evidence things that we haven't seen yet. The word of the Lord endures forever. Isaiah 55, uh, 10 through
3: 11. Actually, we read it last night. We read Isaiah 55 last night. But listen, the word of God doesn't return void. But it goes
0: forth. It hastens in the place that God sends it. Wherever God sends his word, it's going to perform what he sends it to do. All scripture is inspired by God. Why were they written? For you to learn?
3: Romans 15 says that the scriptures were written for your learning, that you will have hope through
0: them. That's that's what they do, they produce hope inside of you. And if your hope is cut off, then you need to get the scriptures inside of you. If you're dry and parched, if you're weary, Listen, the Bible says, Jesus said, keep my commandments so that your joy may be full. How are you going to keep his commands if you don't even hear his commands? How are you going to know what his commands are if you're not in the word? This is basic Christianity, but you know what? We forget sometimes.
3: We wonder why we struggle in areas. We wonder why we're not seeing God's blessings in certain places. We wonder why things are happening the way they are.
0: We need the word. And it needs to be a delight. Psalm 1, verse 2. My delight is in the law of the Lord.
3: Let me read Psalm 1. It's only six verses. But
0: let me read it to you. It's very foundational. Very foundational. Uh, so if you're in the chat room, somebody type in Psalm chapter one. All right. Here we go, sorry. I'm just reading the chat
3: room a little bit. Um, if you guys are following me, just type in Psalm one for anybody that comes in later. I'm uh I'm I'm kinda hands off the the keyboard right now. Uh, praise Jesus. So if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. Just taking some time to get into the Word. We read uh, Ezekiel 37, verse 1 through 14. And now we're going to be
0: in the book of Psalms, chapter 1.
3: All right, it says this, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now listen, not all ungodly counsel comes from ungodly people. Sometimes even family, even friends, even ministers, even brothers and sisters in the Lord give ungodly counsel. Godly counsel is only when it applies to your life. Godly counsel is counsel that comes into your life from the Lord. Not religious
0: rhetoric. Not tradition and religion. Okay? Sometimes ungodly counsel can sound religious.
3: The so blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor st- stand in the way of the sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful. Don't go in the sinner's way. Why? It
0: will lead to death. Don't sit with scornful people. Why? Because when you begin to scorn, when you begin to mock, it'll bring you low. It'll bring it'll cause a bringing low. Pride comes before the fall.
3: Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Is that you tonight? Are you meditating? Are you meditating, chewing, mulling it over? Are you finding your delight in the law of the Lord, in the word of the Lord? Do so you get excited about God's voice? Listening to the voice of God. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear Him. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, what is wisdom?
0: The Word of God. That's the wisdom of God. The Word of God. God's thoughts. On a given subject. God's feelings. Inspirations on a given Topic, that's wisdom.
3: Verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water
0: that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. This is what God equates or likens somebody that does not have ungodly counsel,
3: that doesn't hang out with the heathen. Now, it's not to say that the people
0: around you aren't perfect. Or they are or they're not. What it's saying is this. Look, you don't take advice. You don't go their ways. It doesn't mean not to be sought in light. We need to be sought in light wherever we go. God says the
3: the person that delights in my my law, the person that delights in my counsel and not someone else's counsel So the person that listens to my voice and not someone else's voice, this is what happens. He's going to be solid. He's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Jesus said you'll judge a tree by its fruit. You'll judge a tree by its fruit. And if you're planted by the rivers of water, if you're rooted in God, if you're rooted and grounded in the word of God, you're going to bring forth fruit in your season.
0: There's a season for you to bring forth fruit. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper.
3: God says, look, if you're rooted in my wisdom, he says, riches and honor
0: will be in your house. A long life will satisfy you and show you salvation. He says, your leaf won't wither. Whatever you do, whatever you put your hand to, it'll prosper. As long as you're following the Lord. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, the dust, which the wind driveth away.
3: Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the
0: congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Praise the Lord. And that's just it. We need the blood. We need the blood of Jesus. We need the blood of Jesus to make a way for us. But listen, we have to walk in the word. We have to walk in the Lord. There's a reason they call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. There's a reason the Bible says without holiness no one can see God. doesn't mean we're perfect. But it means our hearts are continually seeking Him. Our hearts are continually looking to do what pleases Him. I just wanted to throw in Psalm 1. Verse 1 through 6, very foundational scripture. Look, the Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You've got to build your life on the Word. You've got to get it in you. A Word life and a prayer life is the only way to have life. Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything in your life is framed out by the word. Listen, do you want to know what founded David's prayer life? You read Psalm 1, Psalm
3: chapter 1, and it tells you about his love for the word and, and godly counsel.
0: It talks about how strong your life will be if you're rooted and grounded, in meditating on the word and hearing the word of the Lord.
3: makes it very clear. But listen, if you go into the second chapter, second chapter of Psalms, it starts to show you how this foundation of the Word begins to be incorporated in David's prayer life. Now think about this. David's talking about his love for the Word, his love for God, his love for godly counsel. It's all centered around the Word. But then he, he goes into two It says, why do the heathen, chapter 2 of Psalm, why did
0: the heathen rage? And the people, imagine a vain thing. Why? Why is everybody so angry? Why is everybody uprising against Jesus?
3: The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. See, the kings of the earth and the rulers take ungodly counsel together. There's that ungodly counsel they were talking about. And they set themselves against the
0: Lord and against his anointed ones, against his people, against his prophets, against Jesus. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against
3: his anointed thing. Let us break their bands asunder and cast their cords from us. He's saying, look, let's let's break their foundations. Let's shake them up. Let's let's bust them up a little bit. This is what the ungodly want to do to those that walk with God. And verse 4 says, And the Lord sits in the heavens, and he shall laugh. He just laughs in the heavens because he knows he's going to have them in derision.
0: What does that mean? God can level the ungodly. God can level those that are opposed to his plans. God can level those that are opposed to his people. There's God. Let me keep going. Sorry, I just lost my uh, twitch voice. I don't know what happened. See what we can do here. me a second. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so we're in verse 2,
3: chapter 2, verse 4 now. Sorry. He that sits in the heavens
0: laughs, and he shall have them in Jerusalem. So God's just laughing. God's just laughing about this situation. Verse 5, he shall speak unto them in his wrath, and shall vex them in his sword displeasure. In other
3: words, be careful when you speak against God's anointed. Be careful when you speak against the things of God.
0: God has a way of turning things around. He says, I've set my kings upon my holy hill. Now listen, listen to David. Listen to this. I want you to catch this in your spirit. Verse 7.
3: In verse 8, 7 and 8, here it is. So David has this understanding of the the word of God. And his delight is in the law of the Lord. He begins to meditate on God's law. He realizes he's unfixable, unmovable, unshakable. And even when the heathen want to come against him and want to shake him and break things and, and come against God's anointed, he knows the father's just
0: laughing. And the father is saying this, look. Verse 7, David says, I will declare and decree, declare and decree, declare and decree
3: what the Lord has said unto me. So you've got a revelation that what God is saying, whatever God is saying, that's what we need to be declaring and decreeing. We need to speak what God is saying. And even though the, the people are rising against him, and even though people hate him, and even though the kings of the earth are against him, he says, this is what God says about me. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I shall give you the heathen for your inheritance and the
0: uttermost parts of the earth for, for your possession. So God says ask. Just ask. Ask me. Pray. Pray my word. Come to me. Seek me. And then when you
3: begin to declare and decree what I'm saying, when you begin to ask me in accordance to what I've declared, the Lord says, then I will give you even the heathen for your inheritance. I'll give you the world. I'll give you the uttermost parts of the world for your possession. You can have the world. If you could just get God's heart, God will give you the world. You Just get
0: God's heart. You begin to declare and decree what the Lord is speaking. Verse 9, thou shalt break them with a rod of iron and shall dash them into pieces like a uh, potter's vessel. Be wise. Now, therefore, O you kings, be instructed, O you judges of the earth. So he's saying, be wise. Be instructed. Sometimes there's a breaking coming. Verse 11,
3: serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Why? is the secret of the Lord. Or those that fear him. If you want to hear his voice, if you want to know his heart, hey, it's 11 11. 11, 11 Deuteronomy 111 says, The Lord will increase you a thousand times
0: more than you're worth. May the Lord bless you and increase you a thousand times more than what you're worth. So back over to verse 11. Chapter 2, verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Why? Because we're to fear him who can kill the body and the soul and not just him that kills the body. It's a
3: fearful thing to be at the hands of the living God, but it's an awesome, amazing thing when you know him as Father,
0: when you know him as Lord. Verse 12, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way. When his
3: wrath is kindled for a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Are you putting
0: your trust in him? Because if you are, you'll be blessed. Hey, Grot. God bless you, Grot. God bless you, we. God bless you, lost. Uh, X, no, X no more. Bless you, Wendy. Bless you, Brother Reno. And we've got a guest. Hey, just speaking blessings over you tonight. Speaking blessings over you tonight. So kiss the son, verse 12. The word kiss means to worship. To kiss as a dog licks
3: his master's hand. That's the same word kiss there. Kiss in reverence lest you be angry and you perish from the way. There's something that God connects
0: worship and intimacy together when it comes to his kingdom. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. are you trusting him? So
3: that was Psalm 1 and 2. Just want to let you know, see... What happened is David got a revelation in Psalm 1 of how great God's word was, or at least he
0: expressed it. Obviously, he had the revelation way before he wrote Psalm 1, but he expressed it even through the psalm. But then he takes it a step further and he says,
3: now that I understand what you're saying, God, now I understand your voice, I understand your word, and I'm doing what I can to keep it. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to begin to declare and decree what the Lord is saying. I'm going to begin to
0: speak your words, God, into the earth and see your kingdom purposes come forth. God is calling us. Calling us to a higher place. A higher place.
3: He's calling you up. Look, he'll even use your enemies to be your footstool. He'll even use the good and the bad and the ugly of your life to elevate you and to step you up into a new place.
0: You know my wife, she's about uh four eleven more or less.
3: And when she needs to get something from the cabinet, she's gotta get on a step stool. If I'm not around. Or she'll just get me to do it. She's gotta change a lot or do something and if I'm not around, she's gotta actually get on a step stool, a foot stool, something that will elevate her it's not an instrument that can be used to elevate her to bring her up higher, and the thing is that she could climb on things and she could jump and jump and jump and do all kinds of things to elevate and get up
0: higher. but the footstool the stepping stool the step ladder is the proper tool is the proper thing to properly elevate you. And God says that he'll make even your enemies your footstool. He'll even use all things to work together for the good. What am I saying? Trust him with your finances. Trust him with your relationships.
3: Trust him with your
0: children. Trust him with your spouse. Trust him to be everything he says he is. Praise God Listen we're going to take a quick Very short
3: break And um, then we'll be right back So I'm going to kick it into a little bit of worship This is Prayer International Radio Uh, If you're listening in Check out the archive We've covered about three or four chapters Kind of tied them together Worship and prayer Now we're going to talk a little bit about prayer As we wrap up the night Talk about being intimate with the
0: Lord. But yeah, check it out and let me know what you think about it. All right, glory to God.
3: Www.prayerinternational.org. All right, praise God, we're back. Just a little blood of Jesus. Just figure we get some blood on it. You know, that's one way to drive out the religious devil sometimes. Uh, people don't like to talk about the blood of Jesus, but we do. And uh, we like to hear people singing about it. We like to hear people praying about it. We like to hear people testifying about it. Because the bottom line is is this. There's not one righteous. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's sin- sinless. Nobody's sin free. There's only one that hung
0: on the cross. There's only one way to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. There's one way. There's one mediator between God and man. There's one name
3: in heaven and earth whereby men and women can be saved. The name of Jesus. And it's the blood that was shed that broke down that wall of partition. It's the blood that is speaking today. The Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. Second Peter. Also in
0: Isaiah. By his stripes we are healed. It's the blood. It's the blood. And his blood is speaking today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he changes not. Change is not. So, you know, we just like to uh, have a diverse
3: mix of music sometimes. It makes things interesting. You know, if you don't like country, we got some gospel. If you don't like gospel, we got some hip hop. You know, whatever. Contemporary. Praise, worship, soaking music, instrumental, a cappella, rock and roll. Whatever. You know, the deal is, is this. Let every tongue, let every nation, let every tribe, let every kindred of people, look, everybody from every place, and them worship Him.
0: Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And if it doesn't have breath, God says,
3: I'll put breath in it, just like we... Heard from Ezekiel 37, if it's breathless, lifeless, without form and void, listen, God will speak, let there be. He'll take darkness and speak into it and create light. He'll take your void, formless life with no purpose,
0: no understanding, and He'll speak into it and bring life and bring purpose,
3: bring Jesus.
0: So whatever's going on in your life tonight, whatever's going on in your household, whatever's going on in your place of work, whatever's going on in your church, or not church, whatever, hey, get Jesus up in the middle of it. Let's not compartmentalize.
3: Why do we have to compartmentalize Jesus? Why do we just have to have our Sunday game on and our Wednesday game on, our Prayer International Radio game on, two hours a night? And then the rest of the day, where's Jesus?
0: Oh, we got our 15-minute Bible study on for the day. But where was he the eight hours a day you were at work? When you were in traffic, fighting it, fighting traffic, was
3: Jesus with you in the car then? Why am I saying it like that? Listen, the kingdom is within us, people. Jesus, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if you're a Christian, he lives in you. He lives in you. That means wherever you go, he's right there. He's in the midst. That's why David said, let the words of my mouth. In the meditations of my heart, let let the things I think about, but even the things I'm
0: thinking about, Lord, when no one can see, not, not just the things I'm doing, but the things I'm thinking. Do we all need help in this area? Sure we do. That's why Paul
3: said, whatever things are pure and lovely and good report, think on these things. And whatever thoughts exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, cast them down. Cast down all vain imagination.
0: And every
3: high and lofty thing
0: that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, he said, cast it down. As they cast it down. Question: Are you casting down the vain imagination? Are you taking those
3: mindsets and thoughts and and process that goes against the knowledge of Christ, and are you apprehending it, arresting it, bringing it under conviction? Paul said, "I beat my body." I beat my flesh under subjection. It was a process. I trained my mind. I don't set my mind on carnal things. I set my mind on things above. That's what Paul says. The apostle. That wrote two-thirds of the New Testament from a jail cell.
0: Come on, people. The very book the very book that's been read more than any other book. Think about it. Two-thirds of it were written from guys that were imprisoned. Even the prophets. Even Daniel. But think about this.
3: Isaiah, Jeremiah. These guys, some of them were sawed in half for their faith. Some of them were
0: imprisoned. Wrote off as complete lunatics by the eyes of men and women. Listen, there's only one perfect God in heaven. And his son came to the earth to give us an
3: example and to die for us and to bleed for us and to make a way for us and then to accept us as his own. And then he took a step further and sent his Holy Spirit here in the earth so that we could actually do this thing. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing.
0: But you can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. If you're in Christ, he can strengthen you. If you're in Christ, he can strengthen you. Praise God. Hey, I like Joe Pace too. We got
3: to open the floodgates. We might have to go out and open the floodgates tonight. It's a little lengthy, but hey, you know, we're just going with the flow. Uh, Sean called me up tonight, and I had some things on my agenda, but, you know, he had to take some time off, so I decided to shift gears and jump on tonight. But you know, we're just having a good time here at Prayer International. If you need to call in, the call in number is 619 638 Check out the website. We got some new video uploads. We're gonna put some devotional stuff on there tomorrow. And if you can't find it, you can always click on the daily devotional when you go on the front page. Sometimes they don't upload automatically, so you can always click into the other devotional. It's actually with Blogger, but uh, there should be a link whenever you uh, put the cursor over the daily devotional. It should let you click on it. But you know. Uh, We just want to get your spirit fed. We want to help you train your brain, help you train your spirit, help you train yourself in righteousness. You know, the Bible says you don't need a man. You don't need a woman to teach you. You've got the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, you have the Spirit of Christ dwelling in you. He can teach you all things, pertaining to life and godliness. He can give you everything you need where you're not lacking in any spiritual gifts. Everything that you need to fulfill the will and the uh,
0: accomplishment of God and the purposes of God in your life, they'll be there. Every single one of them. And our prayer is, is that you come to a place of maturity where you
3: recognize the giftings of God in your life. You recognize the talents. You recognize the assignments that God has placed in your life and the anointings that you're to flow in. And first and foremost, that you have a deep grounded
0: founded relationship with God that's genuine, it's real, and there's a life supply of spirit and truth flowing into your life. Look, this is our heart. It's one thing for you to to get fed all day long, go to church or
3: in front of the Christian television or the blog talk radio, whatever it is, and allow others to feed you. But it's quite a different situation when you get before the Lord. You begin to seek out God and Him alone.
0: He begins to feed you. He begins to reveal truth. He begins to show you how to walk in the ways of the kingdom. He shows you. Tonight, we're just flowing, taking some time. Right, so I saw want to pray for you,
3: and then I think we're going to wrap it up with some Joe Pace tonight, since it seems to be everybody's favorite. We're just shifting gears a little bit, so hey, you know, just go with it.
0: Just trust Him. Father, tonight, I just bless everybody in the chat room. Father, I bless those that are listening. Bless everyone that are listening by website or blog, talk, radio, archive. Father, touch your people tonight, Lord. Burn it in their hearts.
3: Burn in a love for your word, a passion for your word, a desire to meditate day and night on your word. Where your love and your
0: word becomes their delight. Father, they would seek you out for counseling and not be ungodly. Father,
3: I pray that you would draw near your people, Lord. As they draw near to you, Father, reveal
0: yourself in a mighty way. Lord, I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Father, we thank you here at Prayer International for blessing our our lives, our families. Father, I pray for Sean and Rebecca Holmberg. Lord, I ask your blessing on them tonight and their children.
3: Pray for Paul and Olivia Pintor. Ask, Father God, you would make their way clear. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Blessings on their marriage and their ministry.
0: Blessings on whatever they put their hand to Lord, let it prosper. Favor. Father, we pray for Will and Wendy tonight. Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come, Father.
3: Have your way.
0: Touch them. Use them. Draw them closer to you. Father, we pray for Sister Sherry tonight. We pray for Brother Ron. Father, we just ask, Lord God, for Minister Grok to be blessed. Lord, seek blessings over his life. i in Singapore. Our brother Roger. Our friends Marvin and Deborah that listen in from Garland by telephone. Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would touch those
3: that need a touch from you tonight. Touch those that need a touch from you
0: tonight, Lord. We just thank you. Father, bless Brother Reno tonight. Bless Brother Reno, Lord, as he's seeking you. Lord, we thank you for the power of your blood tonight that's speaking. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. It's so important, people of God, to get
1: into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see his presence I'm in his presence while I'm there thanking him I know that I have a right whatever I need he will supply I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of him for you Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight.
4: He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates
2: of heaven. Let it rain.
4: Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain.
2: Let it rain. Help me, somebody, say it
4: tonight.